living out here. That's right. See that ship over there? They're rebroadcasting Major League Baseball with implied oral consent, not express written consent. Or so the legend goes. Dar, I now pronounce you man and cow. <laughs> Please accept these illegal fireworks with my blessing. Dar. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode BABF08. It is the Mansion Family. I am Dando. And I am Guy. Very nice to be here. How you been anyway? I haven't spoken to you for a week. It's been a little while, yeah. I'm doing all right. I've got to say, I sort of woke up this morning feeling a bit kind of... Uh, these. This feels like the very early stages of a cold. And, you know, in this day and age when you sort of feel like, oh, I've got a cold. Oh, is it just a cold? Or is it, you know, C-19? So I sort of sat around feeling both paranoid and sorry for myself and, you know, not getting out of bed. Now, I, I told you about this earlier and you would say, oh, I'm so envious. It was hardly the Hefner lifestyle, man, i got to say. I mean, I, you know, I look like, um, I, I look like the Godzilla with Osaka flu. That's what I look like. <laughs> With the fuck, with the with the uh, the ice pack on the head and the and the um the vomiter and just looking sorry for myself. That's what I look like. It was just because you said to me something on the lines of, I thought, oh, should I get more sleep? And I'm like, the fact that that's even an option for you, the fact that you can go back to bed. <laughs> well, true. I know that. Yeah, that. Uh... <laughs> That does sort of, it's a, that's a win for me. So, and so, so sometimes you message me and I'm like, or oh, how's your afternoon? You're like, oh, you just had a nap. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I had a fucking nap. I wish. <laughs> yeah, but oh, man. you're working regularly and making the big bucks while I'm just sort of like, making mm-hmm. the big bucks, you say. <laughs> I was doing air quotes. Well, when I said that, that's the, that's the good thing about you know making some making someone the big bucks. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we won't go into that. <laughs> no, no. Um. So the Mansion family, I remembered myself liking this more than I did, and I think maybe I just had this expectation in my mind. I really wanted to to like this, and I didn't dislike it, but I just felt like it was such a a waste of an episode. There was some funny moments, and I've seen some comments from patrons saying they. Love this episode, thought it was funny from start to finish. I mean, I can understand why some people would find it really funny, but I just thought it was just consistently hit and miss. Um, look, I, I enjoyed it pretty much from go to woe, but yeah, it's flimsy as hell. I mean, and one of the big, one of the major sort of notes that I took, I mean, because we talk about, you know, what, what did I learn from this episode or what did we learn from this episode or whatever. We've talked about that in the past. I mean, one thing that I took away from this, I made a big note, um, yeah, how do you create comic setups or comedic sort of situations? And I mean, yeah, there is no reason on God's green earth why Mr. Burns should have Homer as his house sitter. There's no reason at all. No, but, because the thing is, I wrote in my notes, doesn't he have like hundreds of staff who could just watch the house? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, first of all, yeah, so there's no reason to actually get someone from his workplace to look after his house. Secondly, there's... An, Absolutely no reason why Homer should do it, except you know. So 
with one line they explain it away oh, the way I figure it, he's due for a good performance. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's not every episode, but at, at this point, there comes a point where they sort of just throw their hands up in the air and go, they'll just buy it because they're fans of the show and they'll just accept yeah. it. And it's like, I, I, I'm accepting this because I like this show, but you could have tried a little harder to make I this think make so. more sense. Yeah, when, you, when you're looking at how things work, when you're looking at the machinery or you're looking at where the seams are and thinking, okay, this is how they're joining this together. And it it feels so obvious to you, the way it felt really obvious to me here. It's kind of like, mm, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like slapdash or or lazy, but it kind of feels like, hmm. It, or maybe it does feel slapdash or lazy. <laughs> I, I thought this was one of the more weaker endings. It sort of reminded me of when Maggie saved Homer from when he rolled the 300 game. Oh, because yeah. So, they're in international waters. Pirates apparently take over the ship. They've got them in a net over shark-infested waters. They drop them in the water, and then there's just no sharks. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, and and the fact that there are a bunch of people on the bottom of the net. Yeah, and so the the Chinese just left with the boat, left them in the water, and what, they swam 12 miles back to shore? Is that what happened, or...? I, I think you just yeah, you <laughs> you have to make yeah to choose your own adventure in this in, in this sort of scenario. I mean, but yeah, I mean, there are holes all through this. I mean, I, and I get the feeling that they tried to sort of sa- uh, either salvage or save this abrupt and you know not great ending by you know having Homer just sort of whine about the fact that he's got no money and keep that going over the credits. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is kind of funny. You know, uh, oh, yeah, we don't have to think too much about actually what happened in the episode. It's a bit of a distraction. Is this one of those episodes where I felt like maybe if you had a few more hours and thought about it a little harder, I, f- I feel like the story of giving them a good enough reason, the, fa- the, the Simpsons family watching Burns' house is a really fun premise. Yeah, but I just don't think they really took advantage of it. They just had the Simpsons not looking after the house, and then Homer taking out Burns's boat and left it, leaving Marge and Lisa to clean up the house. I was like, oh. yeah, it feels and like you just you, you wasted such a potentially good storyline here. And and even the reasons for getting out on the boat, it's like, I mean, <laughs> we know that the uh, the the uh, patrons of Moe's enjoy a drink. But, you know, you can't wait two hours. You've actually got to go out and get into national water so you can get your drink on. Yeah, again, it's you're asking a bit much. Even in the, when he comes up with the idea of going out of the boat, in one sentence, like in one conversation, he goes from coming up with the idea for, oh, that's what we should do. We should definitely have a party because he's back tomorrow. And then like two sentences later, he's revealing how he already had box social, a box social planned. Yeah, but he just said, but he just came up with the idea for a party. So what? What the fuck? <laughs> a, a lot of leaps, a lot of sizable leaps of logic in this one. <laughs> and look, there, no, there are enough funny jokes in it, enough good one-liners and bits and pieces that you know mm. that you'll that you'll remember and that you'll sort of take away from it. I mean, yes, it's it's, it's a funny moments episode, not a really funny story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I I guess the best episodes are the ones that I've enjoyed the most. Are the ones that do both? Are the ones that have yes, um, some sort of consistency to it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ones that you really sort of hold close to your heart, or the ones that you know make you chuckle years down the line. Uh, yeah, the ones that actually have a bit of sort of narrative consistency or cohesion, and also really good jokes. And this just has yep. really good jokes. 
It did, however, have some cringeworthy moments that did not date well, starting with Bill Cosby, the legendary comedian. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, true, that's what the Simpsons fault, because at this point in time, he was a legendary comedian. It just oh, doesn't course, date well yeah. now. You know what oh, I mean? I'm not, not, shit, I'm not shit-canning the writers here. That's, that, complete, this is not their fault. Yeah, this is not a tone-deaf thing on that. I mean, I mean, look, apparently Cosby's after-hours stuff, I don't know what I can sort of say legally, but, you know, was kind of a not open secret among the comedy community, but, I mean, I think there have been there were rumours and all that, but I think they were so deeply buried, and this is all pre-sort of internet and social media as well, that it didn't really get out there. I mean, you had to sort of be in the know and really in the know, I don't know. I mean, name checking Cosby in this as a as a comic hero or a you know comic legend or whatever. I mean, in in the year two thousand, eh, I guess most people would probably go, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he hundred percent was at that time considered by many to be a legend. Um, the other moment for me though was saying the homosexual party boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just it did feel like a a cheap line. I mean, not the one that is necessarily sort of added much to the. It didn't bring much to the table. No, there was, there was no. Again, we always say it was just the, the style of the comedy, I guess, in the year two thousand. But you just look at it now and go, was there a need to have the word homosexual in there? But yeah, as we discussed, it was a, a funny episode. It just has a lot of flaw, a lot of like plot holes that you just got to sort of go, okay, let's just ignore that. But um, yeah, and, and all saying all of that, hey, my favorite. What was your favorite moment? Oh God, tell you what, you go first because. Um Okay. Um, I've, I've actually got a few written down here, but I want to sort of... Um... Elaborate on? Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, m- mine was just Mo and Apu when they were in the, in the net. He's got my bus pass. He's got my bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Apu with the nook and cranny. That's very good. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> it was just... I know, I'm not going to put on the accent, but just the, you know, the, well, every cranny and then uh, not, not, not so much the nooks. Oh, wait, no, they're the, they're the nooks as well. <laughs> um, I, I got a look, good chuckle. I would say that my favorite, uh, my favorite part of this was actually Homer putting on the posh voice to uh, say that, that, uh, that one particular fork was for scratching your ass. Well, that was my favourite moment when I was a lot younger. I remember really digging that line. <laughs> well, clearly I'm completely immature. But, you know, sort of Marge saying, oh, Homer, grub, and then actually do is like, oh, no, that actually that actually does work. That, that was good advice, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd probably say, oh, no. There was other stuff in there that was just as uh, just as funny, but I really did like that for some reason. Homer Stretch just putting on that pomp. <laughs> yes, Homer putting on that pompous accent was kind of fun. From this day forward, your names will be... All right, before we get into the new names, we've got to mention now, this show is brought to you by our incredible $20 patrons, Jordan, Moleman, Richie, Nick Barbaro, Andrew Zer. Can you, hey, by the way, guy, can you, can you say Nick Barbaro, but do it with the rolling of your tongue? Nick Barbaro. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Barbaro. Oh, there you go. He's going to be a $20 patron forever now. Um, <laughs> it, it, well, Nick Nick was going to be a twenty dollars pageant because he can't believe that you're Bob Davis's son. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, caused a bit of a bit of uh, agitation in the uh, in the on the patrons Facebook page. Look, it was it was it was very very sweet to to get that feedback from uh, from all concerned. I I'm loved glad- that photo you posted of your dad when you were younger. That <laughs> no, was great. No picture more seventies than that one. Oh, good lord! <laughs> you look. I'm not going to lie. You looked a little pompous in that photo. You looked like you, I don't know. Because you were a good-looking kid, and it looked like in that photo that you knew it. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, it was a bit sort of not not blue steely, but um, it's very much like um, cause I rewatched the original, uh, the Omen, the other night. You know, the one mm-hmm. with um, yeah, Damien, with Damien, Damien, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I look at it a lot like Baby Damien. You do, I think you do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was I was shit ass at photos when I was a kid. There's, there aren't many of me smiling. I'm either squinting. Or just pulling a kind of mm, face. In fact, there's there's a collection of photos taken of me when I was about nine or ten years old. I'll see if I... I they're somewhere at my mum's house and they've been sort of put on a table near the sun. So a lot of them are faded, which is good. Ah. Because, <laughs> because I am pulling some of the worst faces you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> I don't think there are any with an actual smile. And if you think I look pompous in that... Um, in that picture with me, of me and my dad. Oh God, you should see some of these. I'll, I'll see if I can get them and scan them, because I think I, I think enough time has passed that I can laugh at them now. But for for goodness knows how long I was like, can we take these down? They're not doing anybody any favors, <laughs> you know. Well, we had the um, we had the unfortunate uh, duty of clearing out my nan's house on the weekend, but we oh. sort of found some um, some positivity in it because what we did was we found some old photo albums of when we were kids at nan's place. And we decided to reenact some photos. Oh, that's good. Like, like in her kitchen and stuff. So we didn't touch anything. We didn't pack anything up. We took some photos first, and yeah, so like, that'll be some funny memories to look back on. Oh, that's marvelous. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's one of me sitting on Nan's kitchen bench when I was like six in footy shorts and thongs, and wearing this old Thomas <laughs> the Tank shirt. So of course, I pulled out my old shirts and footy shorts and sat on the bench and got my photo taken. It's great. But um, <laughs> that's marvelous. But uh, yeah, uh, twenty dollars patrons. Also, yeah, so Nick Barbara, Andrew Zur, Christopher Darby. Christopher, oh, it's just Chris, just Chris, Melion, and Will Manthorpe. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are absolute champions. Also, a shout out to our new patrons. Got to get their names mentioned on the show as well. Dominic Butcher. That's a great name. Dominic Butcher. It's a really oh, strong name. The Butcher. Mm. Uh, he's got to be English, right? It's a good meaty name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ian, just Ian. Uh, just Ian. James, James Cole, uh, Kelly Eckard, and Nick Miskinus, thank you so much, guys. You're all absolute champions. We really do appreciate. And as we mentioned time and time again on the podcast, if you enjoy the show, you want to chip in a couple of dollars and support it and get a bunch of exclusive content in return, it's just patreon.com slash discount. We would love to have you on board and be a part of the Facebook group. That's, that's, that's worth the money in itself, being part of the Facebook group where you get to banter with Guy and I every single day. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. We love each and every one of you just for listening, but we love the, the patrons a little bit more, don't we, Guy? Just a tiny bit more. Little, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. We love everybody the same. Oh, is that the thing where you can't say that you love one kid more than the other? I mean, Apparently, you have to yeah. say you have to say you love them all equally, even though you really like so and so a bit more. But um, yeah. no, no. It's actually yeah, look. You've you've brought something up that I did want to uh, uh, touch on briefly. I've received a lot of lovely feedback from the uh, from the Four Finger Discount Community Facebook page this week. Uh, they made me feel very much at home, very much um, part of the team. It was it was honestly very very touching, very very moving. So look, thanks uh, to all of you for welcoming me, in, me into the fold. I hope I haven't let you down. I hope I keep uh, entertaining and amusing you. Um, no, you are the, as you we, are the as man for going. the job. That's for sure. Oh, oh thanks very much. <laughs> uh, righty, so the leaderboard. So I'll get into the leaderboard before you get out your favourite names for this week. We've got our, in third position, it's a tie on seven points. We have the man Christopher Darby and Jimmy Faruja. 
Uh, in second position, outright, we have Andrew Parker on 10 points. And in first position, we have Gear Garode Harrahill on 13 points. Oh, nice what have we got this gear. week? All right. Look, a lot of good work this week. A lot of, uh, you know, imaginative and uh, funny stuff in the new titles um, uh, competition. So, look, we've got a few honourable mentions that I wouldn't mind name-checking before we get to the 3-2-1 of it all. Alistair Danik, for instance, with the Box Social Network. I, was, I, I gave that one a name-check just because I love Box Social. I think it's just a, a hilarious thing to say. It sounds like I mean, a lot of fun, though. <laughs> it does sound like fun. I mean, I liked all the different names that came up for the various parties and things like that, but Box Social topped it for me. Um, See, when we had the, um, the school dance at my high school, we called it the social, the school social. So it just reminds me of being just young and dumb at high school. <laughs> I, don't think we, I don't think I've ever had a social. I mean, I don't think I've ever we attended had, like, one. The, the annual social, that they'd always use it as an excuse to make kids behave themselves. If you kids don't fucking behave yourselves, there's going to be no school social for anyone. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, when you hear about in schools in the US, like, mm, this year we're cancelling prom. It's like, <gasps> you know, and the kids get all worked up. I mean, that, yeah, I imagine that's what it'll be like. Our man Gear, the gear, the gear shifter. Um, he came up with uh, Some Like It Yacht, which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind that at all. Although it wasn't really a yacht, but I'll accept it. Yeah, true. I mean, um, <laughs> what, what, what would you call a boat like that? Just a party just a boat? boat? Yeah, <laughs> homosexual pa- It's a homosexual, homosexual party, party boat. boat? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher, or Chris Darby, uh, came up with Homer's Hedonistic Hijinks with Monty's Mayo Misadventure. As you know, the sub-editor in me is a sucker for alliteration. That, that, that's a big title, though, to fit on the front page, though. It is, yeah. So, um, we're, Do we're, you guys actually... Before, sorry, can I just interrupt? Do you guys have like a, a word minim, uh, maximum for like a front page headline? Oh, I don't know about a maximum, but you, I don't think you want to do more than maybe four. Four of... Yeah, four is usually where you top out. Okay. For a front page headline, absolutely. Uh, who else we got here? Andrew Parker had Weekend at Burnsies, which I thought was pretty good, but apparently that is the title of an actual episode as well. Yeah, that's the one where Homer smokes marijuana, I believe. Oh, okay then. Um, now, it's good, and he admit uh, Andrew admitted in uh, on the Facebook page that he had not actually seen the uh, the episode titled Weekend at Burnsies, so we were cut him a bit of slack, but at the same time. It is an existing title, so just outside the top three. But still, nice work. Our, yes. our man Jordan, Jordan Murlman Ritchie um, had a few, submitted a few titles. I like The Fast and the Furious George. I thought that was good. Yeah, I did like that one. Yeah, it's good. I thought that was pretty good. But let's get to the three, two, one of it all, shall Ooh, we? Let's and, do it um, in third position. Well, yeah, at, with one point. Um, I, I believe this, uh, this chap might be a newcomer. To the whole uh, scenario, it's Andy Gengler, and Andy, yeah, if I'm mispronouncing he, your surname, has, let me know. He has no but, points um, yet, so now I won Andy Gengler. Uno point for Andy with the full of disease Monty. The full of disease Monty, it works. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, the 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 the, uh, the triple crown, Mark Boston Burgess. That name mm. I love to say, Mark Boston Burgess. He actually came up with a with a few. He had, he had a, a just as he has three names. He came up with three good alternate titles. So um, two points for Mark, yeah. But it's two points for Mark for that his moves three him into equal fourth position. But continue. Yeah, uh, he uh, came up with boats and mows. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a terrific shout out to uh, the movie Step Brothers. <laughs> uh, 
if if you haven't seen Step Brothers, I recommend you uh, remedy that situation post haste. One of the funniest American movies of the two thousands. Um, it's just one of those movies you can always put on and enjoy, right? Like it's just oh, so God. fucking funny. Yeah, every time I put it on, it's like, oh, I forgot this part was in it. Or you it's, know, it's it, like it's 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 so childish. But that scene where the dad walks in and says, "No shark week for a week," <laughs> is like one of my fucking favorite things ever. Like oh, it just it's it is so good. You're fucking high. <laughs> and I tell you, it's the sign of a good comedy that it makes you feel a whole lot of things as well. Because I mean, you just laugh from beginning to end. But honestly, at the Catalina wine mixer, when <laughs> they um, uh, John C. Riley's on the drums, Will Ferrell is singing, and his awful brother, played by Adam Scott, sort of has the flashback to when they were when they were kids and they actually liked each other. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually really nice. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and, it's, and it ends with the like something along the lines of "I don't care that mine's not an accurate screen replica or something about the Chewbacca mask." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah, Step Brothers, fantastic movie, and Boats and Mows is a shout out to that. Uh, yeah. Being Homer Malkovich, eh, look, it's not the best it's, one, but it's still pretty good. It's trying, he, yeah. <laughs> it's look, <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't part of the, if it wasn't part of a good trifecta, that would fall in the honourable mentions. But you know, we'll never. <laughs> Um, but he he redeems himself with the third one, Mother Fork Ass. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's quite a oh, I'm wondering what's going to win. That's a good one. It's very, very close. But uh, uh, standing on top with the gold medal this time around, it's our man Neil Parks. Neil Parks. Has he got any points yet? Neil Parks is on three, so he's on six now. Ooh, that makes him outright fourth on six okay. points. He's, he's, he's bringing up the rear, so to speak. Um yeah. With house sit me baby one more time. Now mm. it's it's a good combination of things because it talks about you know the the main sort of concept of the episode house sitting, uh, and it also throws in guest star Britney Spears, who like look nothing like Britney Spears in my opinion. The character oh, it was certainly dressed like Britney Spears of the era. Yeah, that whole kind of she was like seventeen or eighteen when she recorded this. Yeah, look, I honest to God didn't think I. I mean, I thought, oh, you know, they're playing with, they're playing on Britney Spears. That's nice, you know. Ha ha ha. I didn't know it was actually Britney Spears until I saw the credits. Nah, but I suppose it's not very often I actually hear her talk. I've just really heard her sing. <laughs> Likewise, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I don't think I, I couldn't clearly couldn't pick her speaking voice out of a lineup, but you know, there we go. But um, how sit me, baby, one more time. I just thought it was a good combination of, yeah, it's relevant to the episode, and it's a nice shout out to the guest star, and it weaves the two together very very well so props to neil parks look listeners your mileage may vary you may think you may think guy you've gone off the deep end you're you're insane what's wrong with you but i think that's i think that's the winner this time around i'm sorry but the only way i'm going to accept this is the three-point victory is if you sing that line as hit me baby one more time uh okay hang on a sec Hit, oh, I've, have I got to sing How Sit Me Baby one more time? Yeah, yes, yeah. How Sit Me Baby one more time. There we go. See, that's, 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 that's it. That's it. You've got to deliver it, mate. And oh, you've, just, I, you've done it. <laughs> you've just got Neil over the line. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, rem, I'm reminded of, of I used to, when I uh, used to work in an office with a bunch of guys who we, we all liked Christopher Walken for some reason. And we do dueling Christopher Walken impersonations and sort of do it in the, in, not the odd scenarios, but we tried to sort of like, oh, it's Christopher Walken ordering a sandwich or something like that. And it's like, um, I, I did Christopher Walken's thing. What, what's the one that's like? 
I think I, I think it was hit me baby one more time. It's like my loneliness is killing me. I'm not that innocent. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know. We we amuse ourselves. The extra, not, the extra I've done at the end is what makes. Yeah, it. you got to do the because he occasionally sort of just yeah. Blows Outburst, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there we go. Um, it's funny you say, because I have a mate who listens to the show who said, not going to lie, the guy that, the, the new guy that you got on Guy is like so much better at impersonations than Mitch. Shout out, so, sorry, to you, not putting you down, Mitch. Like, you were good at impersonations, but he's like, Guy is fucking spot on when he does impersonations. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there are, there are a few that I think I can do. My, I, I do an okay walking, and I do a pretty good glaving, but that's pretty and much the, it. He really dug your comic book guy. <laughs> that's because I actually am comic book guy in real life. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty, guys. After the break, we're going to be back with our review of The Mansion Family. Now, all right, before we get into our discussion of The Mansion Family, I did want to mention that um, uh, I was very impressed with Disney Plus for finally converting the uh, the aspect ratio back to normal for The Simpsons, which is so I finally got to watch this uh, this episode in its correct ratio of 4-3. Ah, yes, yes, I did hear about this and yes, did see that as well. So, uh, yes, the uh, the public uh, have spoken and Disney has listened for a change. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, Disney, I didn't mean any disrespect. <laughs> I um, for, just want to say, for those of you who don't know how to convert it, because it took me a bit to figure it out, You've got to go to the Simpsons main page, then go to details, and that's where you can change the ratio. Because I, I put it on, I was so excited, push play, but I couldn't find the setting. I was like, I don't want to watch it widescreen anymore. Let's <laughs> do a quick Google search. So yeah, just go to details and then flick the ratio. I've got a guy at work who actually prefers to watch it with widescreen. So I guess there's some people out there that actually do like it that way. For me though, so much better in its original format. No, but, no. Uh, you gotta, you got to watch it in the way it was done. That's what I believe as well. Oh, actually, you know what? We can't get into the review yet. Holy shit. There's what? going to be listeners out there raging right now. You know why? Why is that? It's time for trivia. Oh. Next question. You there, eating the paste. Alrighty. Can I kick off this week? Is that okay? Absolutely. Alrighty. How old was Cornelius Chapman? He was 108 years old. That is correct. Good. Why Hold did Mar- Oh, Okay. Why did Marge receive her award? Oh, I really should have. Oh, no, I can't remember. What is it? Somebody had to donate the most blood. That's right. Fucking she passes out. Idiot. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, One point to the- guys, zero to Dando. Uh, what three <laughs> topics were in the speech that burns, that tips burns over the edge and makes you not want to read it out? Oh, God. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm blanking. We're it b- was <laughs> puppies, patriotism, and bluebirds. He's like, I'm not reading this shit. <laughs> Uh, what was the name of the controversial Nancy Drew mystery? The clue in the clock? That is 100% correct, sir. Awesome. Yes, yeah, so many swears, apparently. So many swears. Was there swears in it all? I've no idea. I don't, I don't think it's an actual Nancy Drew, in <laughs> okay. all honesty. But, but I'm, then I'm, not, um, I'm, not an, I'm not a Nancy Drew expert, so yeah. Who got the first social security number? Oh, Oh, I'm 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 sucking this time around. Uh, no, I've, I'm I'm blanking. Sorry, Teddy Roosevelt. Ah, damn you, Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, Tuborg is the beer of who? Ah, uh, 
Dan- Danish? I know what. Who? You're very close. Danish kings. I, I, thought, I, th- I thought it was Danish. I was like, no, I don't want to stereotype. Is it Danish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So half a point to me. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. I've got a couple more questions. What mm-hmm. is the name of Mr. Burns's boat? It's gone fishing. I was going to ask that knew, as well. I knew you would like that because it's a, it's a, it's a guy joke. That one. <laughs> it's a, it's a pun. It's a pun. <laughs> um, well, I've just stolen one of yours. So I read another one of mine. How many rooms oh. does Mr. Burns's house have? Oh, that I don't know. Um, I'm going to say 128. Mm, you're very close. Think of The Shining minus 100. Oh, um, 158. Room 137. Oh, okay. Oh, 237. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew it, but I didn't know it, if you know what I mean. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what song does the Coast Guard use to uh, lure Homer and uh, and the rest of the party bros? Party oh, shit. It's ch- um, China Grove? It is China Grove. China Grove, yes. I was going to say China Grove. Oh, China Grove. <laughs> It's a good song, man. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, do you have one more question? or do no, you, have you any ask more your fo- Do you have any more? I've, I've run out. <laughs> oh, I've got one more. Okay, let's go for it. What did Mo never taste? Cantaloupe? It was indeed cantaloupe. <laughs> Very timely, because we just reviewed the episode from Seinfeld where they were discussing cantaloupe. Ah, see, everything is connected. And I, I, yes. just, I just loved uh, Krusty's follow-up. Yeah. I need to use the money melon. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a very Seinfeld conversation that little bit there, wasn't it? It was a bit, yeah. But I mean... <laughs> Spe- speaking I of Timely, by the way, so now that we're actually going to get into a review, speaking of Timely, the episode starts off with a sign that says no rioting. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I wrote. It's like, that's very <laughs> mm, appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. but, um, Shall we start at the very yeah. start, though? Shall we say this is the title? This yeah. Is the, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into it. The original air date, January 23rd, the year 2000. Chalk gag. Uh, Klaus Clown is not a pay position. Yeah, and, tell that to, uh, tell that to the writer's room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the couch gag is where Marge and Homer are now kids and Bart and Lisa are adults. And I think um, Homer's going to grab for the remote or something and one of the kids mm. smashes his hand. Um, yes. The episode kicks off, as we just discussed, with the Springfield Pride Awards. Um, I saw this and thought, uh-oh, this is going to be a gay joke fiesta, but it wasn't. I must um, admit, yeah, I, I was thinking that as well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure when... I mean, I think gay pride has been a thing for quite some time, but... Uh, Actual sort of Pride Week and all that kind of stuff, I think, is a fairly modern phenomenon. But we do get that sign at the front that you that you were mentioning. Yes, indeed. So please, no rioting. So, <laughs> um, so Britney Spears here. We mentioned. I just don't think it looked anything like Britney Spears. If you could, if they didn't say Britney Spears, I could have just thought this was just any bimbo. I didn't know. I had no idea. Well, I, guess I mean, it, it kind of looked like Britney Spears, but Britney Spears kind of just dressed like a cheerleader. Well, I, I mean, as someone who watched the "Baby Hit Me One More Time" video far too often um, around this time, um, it's like, and you're, oh, you're yeah. only you're only what thirty at this point? <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't com- you know, it it was just inappropriate and not creepy at that stage. <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty uh, faithful rendition of um, of the infamous, you know, <laughs> sweats and crop top outfit. Um, mm. That yeah, was but all I mean, the rage back then. Yeah, but true. But I mean, but as as I pointed out, I mean, it's like, 
I thought, oh, you know, they've got someone to sort of voice Britney Spears. I didn't think it was actually Britney Spears. Mm. And it didn't really sort of play on, you know, her, her thing at the time. I mean, I mean, I guess, you know, she was she was popular and all that. And I mean, I guess she was, you know, alluring enough to old dudes like myself um, that, you it know, did, it, did, it, just felt, it just felt like they were like, oh, Britney Spears wants to come on the show? Cool, we'll just have her be one of the guest announcers. There was no jokes that were like Britney Spears-based jokes. It was just... No, that- Let's just get, let's just get a teen idol in because then we can yeah. say in the commercial Britney Spears yeah. visit Springfield. You could have had Mandy Moore. You could have had Christina Aguilera. Anybody. Uh, you could have yeah, had anybody indeed. doing this role. Yes, indeed. But uh, yeah, any of any of those young starlets would have made an old man keel over and die after a kiss on the cheek. Oh yes. <laughs> what is what did <laughs> you call her? Black Widow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I thought you would have been a fan of Homer's flag. Just at awards. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he's got a flag is good news. <laughs> but something that something that I really did like, um, not home related, but in the in the crowd. I mean, I don't know if it's become a a real sort of popular meme or anything like that. But that shot of Lenny, sort of, um, yeah, leaning a lot forward, of buzz about Lenny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that. I've I've seen it used a bit. I mean, I don't know if it's for anything sort of specific or if it's uh, when... It's usually it's usually used when someone's like waiting for something. So it's like yeah, someone... Just say someone's put something, a controversial tweet, they'll post that saying that they're waiting for the responses. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, it's immediately kind of, it's, what it's I kind of like the, um It's kind of like the Michael Jackson popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, yeah. Or the, or the Indiana Jones popcorn. Or he's eating something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Michael Jackson popcorn is one of my favourite gifts of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you liked that one, yeah. It's so good. Crusty uh, wins the award that Homer thought he was going to win. We get the, the seat filler. I did not appreciate him putting his arm around Marge. <laughs> the seat filler? I didn't see that. Did he put his arm around Marge? Yes, oh, I, and then Marge, Marge didn't do anything about it. I was like, well, come on, guys. <laughs> well, he clearly takes his position very seriously as seat filler. Um, that's so an actual thing. Be- I mean, they you know that's an actual yeah. thing. They have those little award yeah. ceremonies. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can make a living out of it, but um, I think you've got a lot, particularly in New York, New York or Los Angeles, I think you've got a lot of sort of would-be actors who augment their, you know, <laughs> you know, work in, you know, commercials or extra work or whatever. It's like, yeah, there was one time I was a Sid fella at the, uh, at the Oscars. And, you know, <laughs> Michael Douglas well, had to get it- up and accept his award and I sat next to Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's like... <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's all about the... For the presentation, though, right? So that when they show it on TV, it looks like it's full. Is that right? Oh yeah. So it looks like there's no empty seats. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So everyone wins an award except Homer, and we get the the gag about the Grammys. What I liked about this was that you thought it was going to be a disclaimer saying no, the Grammys are actually considered a good award, but no, it was the the writers don't consider the Grammys an award at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I mean, how, how often have they disrespected the Grammys on The Simpsons? A fair bit. A lot. A lot. Yeah. 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 I think, the first I mean, I think Homer's home. got one and he's thrown it out or something. Or didn't the B Sharps get one and they 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 just dissed it? Or well, well Homer, Homer gives um the, the bus boy his Grammy. And he's like, oh, an award. Oh, it's a Grammy. It's a Grammy. He throws it yeah. out the window. <laughs> they do take the piss. Out, they do take the piss out of the Emmys as well. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it would have, a bit of a wasted gag here. So you had Homer who was trying to um to or who expected to win some award here at the start with the crusty one. When they said, right, there's only one award left. It's Springfield's oldest man. I thought it would be funny to have Homer stand up once again, just expecting to win. Mm. <laughs> just because just he's an absolute idiot. But yeah, they didn't go for it. It was Cornelius Chapman. They showed the video promo, um, introduced toothbrushes to, to Springfield. 
It was a one-man <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> he kept um, ushering people out the window during the Wall Street crash. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best part was t- taking a bullet for Huey Long. <laughs> <laughs> After he'd already been shot three or four times. <laughs> 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 then we get the Britney Spears, the kiss of death. Um, there were a couple of other things in there. I like that there were, I think Mo did a bit more suicidal um, ideation here as well. Did he... I've forgotten exactly what it was, but there was something to do with Mo and suicide. It's like, jump from a building. That's a great idea. That's right. Like that. Yeah, that's it. Out a window. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how suicide is ever funny, but the Simpsons somehow managed to pull it off sometimes. Yeah, I mean, particularly with a sad sack like Mo. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think Mo thinks about it a lot, but I think he's just too stubborn to die. I, th- I don't think Mo would kill himself just out of sheer bloody mind and like, I'll, I'll show you. I'll, I'll outlive all of you. Then we get the gag of them saying, um, we're looking for, because of course Cornelius is de- has passed away, um, looking for Springfield's next oldest person. I loved how Grandpa sat down and then stood back up again. Up again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Homer pretends, what's oh, that, honey? <laughs> I did like his old man ruse. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, but Burns wins. Now, this is another thing here. I was like, the people of Springfield would not be chanting and cheering for Mr. Burns for winning an award. Again, yeah, we're sort of looking, you know, with the, for, um, I don't know, <laughs> continuity and, and coherence here. Yeah, sometimes that just gets tossed completely out the window. I don't know, maybe it's, out, maybe it's out of fear. <laughs> well, so, sometimes they take Burns' character. Like, he wasn't evil at all in this episode. It was just, it was like nice old man Burns. And it's just weird when they just, his character sometimes is like this. Yeah. But he always goes back to being evil by the end, but he never yeah. actually goes back to being evil in this. No, he's just neutral in this. I mean, they, were, I mean, they weren't playing up his evil for laughs, they are playing up his frailty. Let's see, I, I don't have a speech prepared, but uh, abracadaver. Thank you all so much. I love Springfield, from the cuddliest infant to the puppies. Patriotism. Bluebirds. I'm not reading this drivel. This speech is over. Just a quick shout out as well to, um, I forgot who said it, but Abracadaver, which I thought, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, it's reminded me of one of my favourite lines from one of my favourite shows, Moonlighting. Um, I think it's from Moonlighting where they said Abracadaver. Abracadaver are the guys of cadaver. It's something to do with them. Um, uh, it's something to do with the dead magician. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, <laughs> I told the guys at work that your favourite theme song was Moonlighting and they were like, if there's any, if there's ever a show that I thought would be guys' favourite, it is Moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, they're bang on. They know me too well. <laughs> <laughs> Burns is now concerned that he's the oldest person in spirit, but he's starting to realise that, you know, he is now an old man. So Smithers says he's going to take him to... Now, what is a Mayo Clinic? Is that just where they do tests? Yeah, the Mayo the, the Mayo Clinic is an actual uh, is an actual hospital in the in the US. Um, okay, where it's located, I can't remember, but uh, no, it's an actual thing. I mean, uh, whether it's um, a college hospital or a research hospital, I think it's more sort of like that than a um, than an actual yeah you know, hospital, so to speak. Although, yep. look, I may be one hundred percent wrong. Don't don't uh, uh, don't quote me on that. I mean, I. I one of the main reasons I know about the Mayo Clinic is there's a line from Flying High slash Aeroplane, the, the the terrific 80s comedy where um, uh, someone takes a phone call um, 
and the the the, the punchline is. You know, they're on a white phone and a red phone, and someone says, oh, you've got to call on the white phone. I was like, all right, give me ham on white, hold the mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't explained that very well, but look, if you know Flying High, you know the gag. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, despite my delivery of it. <laughs> oh, now that I'm the town's oldest man, I'm starting to realise I'm not a young man anymore. I'll have to start taking better care of myself. You know, I haven't had a medicinal checkup in ages. Sir, you deserve the finest doctors in the world. I'm taking you to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. Very well, but I'll need someone to watch my house. Who's that fellow who always screws up and creates havoc? Homer Simpson, sir? Yes, the way I figure it, he's due for a good performance. Burns suggests that, uh, you know, call 911. What they did have here is a lot of good gags that show how old Burns is. Oh, yes, it's a new number, but they're good. (laughs) <laughs> they were definitely yeah, definitely playing up the uh, the ancient <laughs> side of Monty. Yes, Marge says, don't worry, there's nothing to worry about. We'll look after the house really, really good. And Smithers comes back in and Homer has flown down the stairs and gone through a painting. Yep. We come back from commercial and Homer and Marge are now in Burns' bedroom. Um, we see that the new bed, very wasteful. It's wasteful, wasteful and practical. <laughs> and practical, that's right, yes. It, it was very Marge of her to, to see it's a little wasteful. Um, the the auto-dresser gag I probably could have done without. It just added nothing. You knew where it was going to go, whatever. But is now sneaking past paintings. I loved here that they had Marge's painting of Burns nude from Brush of Greatness from season two. I did like the shout-out to that one, yes, where you know it's like, and thank you for not making fun of my genitalia. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the first... Simpsons gags that I just thought was an absolute that just slayed back in the day. I remember, I remember seeing that episode and just that that finishing line. With, I think I laughed I through I, the whole the whole credits after that. <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> I remember in that episode as well, it's, and it's so cruel. But he's like, "You're the fattest thing I've seen," and I've been on safari. <laughs> safari. <laughs> 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 um, uh, where are we up to? Oh, yeah, so about sneaking past the paintings, and we also get the, the dogs playing poker as well. The painting, yeah. Um, the, what's with the, the Scotsman being in the fucking safe? What the hell? Yeah, I, I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> I, just, I just like whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a reason there. Listeners, write in mailbag of or patrons. Let us know in the Facebook group. <laughs> uh, Lisa is in the library, and he's got. She's impressed with every Nancy Drew book, including the, the clue in the clock. The family, though, are just being reckless in the house. Like, it's to me, I'm just like, okay, so you've been given the job of looking after this guy's house, mm. yet you're just going to fucking ride horses and fucking ride on mowers through the hallway? Come on. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a nice joint, but I mean, yeah, that's no excuse to go buck wild. I mean, no, no, not at all. I mean, look, I'm not one to tell the makers of The Simpsons their business because, you know, they make The Simpsons and I don't. But, um, I know. I think you could almost get more comic mileage out of the fact that, you know, oh my God, we're in the nicest house in the world. We've got to tread really carefully, and you know, don't do anything, and then inadvertently just you know, fuck it all up by tro- by yes. being too cautious. But, I but mean, when you're not trying to, of course, yeah. But the, the fact that they're just being reckless, I was like, I've, I've got here. This story just feels very pointless up to this point. Hmm. Yeah. So you don't really know where it's heading, and and sometimes that's a good thing. But here, I'm just like. I don't really care where it's heading, you know. That's where I, that's that's sort of my mind. What my mind yeah, was no, that's a, this episode. I was like, I don't really care where this goes, you know. That's a really good point. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a big difference when like, hmm, I don't know where this is going, but I'm interested to see where it leads. It's like, yeah, this could go anywhere and I don't really mind. <laughs> yeah, it's just like whatever. But um, Burns is now waiting at the clinic. We get the gag with Pope and uh, Mr. Trillion Dollar Bill himself. It's nothing serious. Just lay off the chili and you should be fine. <laughs> don't you laugh, Fidel. I've been in the car with you. I did like that the Pope was told to ease off the chili. Yeah, but I've been in the car with you. <laughs> yeah. I say that as someone who made a really nice batch of chili the other week and now I've got like a I've got four containers of it in the freezer. So I'm just set for like, for winter. <laughs> <laughs> so Burns is now filling out his form. Um I love here cause of parents death. Got in my way. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Uh, the family are all eating dinner at the giant table, and we get your favourite moment. I know what the other 11 forks are for, but what do you do with this one? Why, Marge, I believe you're supposed to scratch your ass with it. Homer, watch your life. Oh, that's a lifesaver. Bart is smoking a cigar. Homer is Jimmy open the uh, the alcohol cabinet and swelling it around. <laughs> swelling it everywhere. Homer's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Homer's is basically trying to justify his behaviour when really there is no reason for him, but he's just being an absolute jerk. Um, yeah. Passes out drunk because he skulls the drink. And then he's in the sauna calling Thailand. This is kind of a dated gag. When, no, racking up a phone bill. Do, can people still rack up a phone bill? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're on a bad plan, yes, you can. Or if you're, you know, or you, you don't set roaming or whatever, yes, there's a chance that you'll you know, come back, oh my God, my phone bill is $600 or something. I feel like, I feel like the modern day equivalent of that is like a kid... Um, racking up their parents like uh, bill downloading apps and buying things yes, apps. Yeah. or you know like uh, doing online gambling or something yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah so it just felt a bit dated but anyway and it was it was kind of racist for him he's like hmm really some language you got there so you speak <laughs> like that 24-7 eh <laughs> I don't think it was racist it was, it was I was like of, what the- it could be viewed as such but really I mean Look, maybe this is me being, you know, justifying racist, <laughs> justifying my white guy racism, but you know, it's more, you know, making fun of Homer's ignorance. I think. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I didn't but, take offense to it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but, but I do love. It's like, hey, you say you speak like that twenty four seven, huh? Whoa. <laughs> Marge, uh, Marge Bursey's bubble though. She says, look. You are not rich. We're looking after his house and Burns is coming back tomorrow, so don't get too used to this, which gives Homer the idea to have a parte. Yes. Um, uh, but apparently he'd already organised a box social. <laughs> yes, having the um, having the invitations printed up. I don't know. But, you know, he, he went through a few alternates before coming up with the box social. Yes. Uh, he We are cut back to Burns. He's getting the blood test. I know I'm probably in the minority here, and I've said that a lot lately, but... I've never, I, I know you like it, but I never like it when Burns, for example, when his face gets sucked into the tube. I hate when the people, the characters in The Simpsons, when their body does things that I know are just not possible. Oh, okay. Like, that, I get that it's physical humor. I get that it's animated. I get that it's not that important. But to me, it's just one step over the line of ridiculousness that I, I just, it just annoys me, but I can appreciate that other people like it. Well, they had a lot of it with the with his uh, his checkup. I mean, with the you know the needle going straight through the arm like meringue and all that kind of business. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of defying all laws of biology. But um, yeah, sometimes you do that for a giggle. Uh, Homer uh, arrives at Moe's. 
um, in Birds' car. In the Rolls Royce with, with, a, with a Fox seatbelt. <laughs> which, which made a growl when he, when he unhooked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants his... Uh, he wants the four most imported, imported sounding beer. <laughs> um, but apparently they can't drink beer till 2pm on a Sunday in Springfield. Didn't know that rule existed because uh, they're quite often watching football games. But I suppose football might start at 2pm. But anyway. Having a party, Mo. I'll need four kegs of your finest imported sounding beer. How about Tuborg? The beer of Danish kings. Mm, Danish. Now, you know I can't sell you no beer till 2 p.m. on account of it's Sunday. Huh? If you can't sell beer, what are Lenny and Carl doing here? Huh? Oh, we're just watching the sun move across the sky. When it gets to here, we can drink again. But I need that beer now. Sorry, 2 p.m. Or you can steal a boat and sail out to international waters. <laughs> What's that, a theme park? No, the ocean. Once you get 12 miles out, there's no laws at all. That's where they held the Tyson Secretariat fight. <laughs> they were so drunk. Gentlemen, get off your knees. Your rich Uncle Homer is throwing the wildest box social the high seas have ever seen. And you're invited. But anyway, so, yeah, so Marge won't let them onto the boat. Um, she tries to be sincere here, but Homer just doesn't give a shit. Um... Oh, she's gone on the lines of, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got money or not. I don't care. I'll love you no matter what. But everyone finds another way into the boat. Homer doesn't listen to her. They all go into mm. the boat and they're off to have a good time. They are indeed. Uh, we come back and the boat uh, is taking off, takes off sideways. I, I did love the delivery here of, well done, Mr. Lenny. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Mo is whipping everybody, preventing them from getting to the, to the beer until they get over into inter- international waters. Uh, he offers Lenny some rubbing alcohol, though. Uh, they eventually do cross the waters, and this is where they see the other boats. It's a little awkward. <laughs> Tell me why. I mean, what the the man marrying the cow? I mean, you know, who are you? Who are you to stand in the way of true love, Dando? <laughs> uh, there's no rules on international waters, obviously. So Lenny just kicks Homer. There was no reason for that. Lenny's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Burns is apparently now the sickest man in the United States of America. You have, have you have everything, <laughs> including several diseases we've just discovered in you. <laughs> I don't know who voiced this doctor, but it, it was like Hank re- Azaria to me. It was funny. It was really, really funny. There's just a, mm. a, some great line deliveries and the whole Three Stooges impression as well. I thought I, I really liked that performance. I thought it was just. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a standout character or anything like that, but just, you know, it was just really, really funny. <laughs> it reminded me of the doctor, the male doctor who was offering Bart the, the Ritalin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it, what, no, it wasn't called Ritalin, though. What, what, what do they call it? Focusin. Oh. Focusin. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But yeah, so apparently all the diseases in Burns' body are in perfect balance, so he's indestructible. Here's the door to your body, you see? And these are oversized novelty germs. Uh, That's influenza, that's bronchitis, and this cute little cuddlebug is pancreatic cancer. (laughs) Here's what happens when they all try to get through the door at once. Move it, shout ahead. We call it Three Stooges Syndrome. So what you're saying is... I am indestructible. Oh, no, no. In in fact, even a slight breeze could... Indestructible. Marge and Lisa are now cleaning up the um, the lab at Burns' house. How creepy were those mini Burns and Smithers? Oh, I know. Well, 
what there were four four Mr. Burns's and one Smithers, I think. Mm. Yeah, it was very, like, very creepy. It was like Rise of Skywalker when they had all the yeah. Snokes. Yeah, just in jars. <laughs> <laughs> We got the monkey knife fight. I felt really bad for the monkeys here. No, they looked they looked mean. They looked like they were down for a scrap. No, poor poor furious George was not mean. Did you not see him at the end? Oh, there. That's true. He ain't pretty no more. Um, <laughs> um, I look. I like. I like monkeys very much. I like monkeys and apes and primates. Um, that is, that is having, your quote for the week. I, don't get me wrong; I like monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think I've told you the, the story, or at least part of the story. I mean, you hear anecdotes about people like, "Oh, I raised this chimp from a you know from a baby or whatever," and, and you know, we want to raise it as like um, we want to see how close it could be to being a human, all that kind of stuff. And then one day, the chimp will just turn. I mean. I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast. I mean, but it's an interview that I read about, you know, people who kept uh, apes and monkeys as pets and and that kind of thing. And, you know, one day the, the ape will just snap. But a chimp went to town on this dude, basically ripped his face off. And look, trigger warning for sensitive listeners, it pulled this guy's dick off. Oh. It literally pulled ripped- it off. It ripped this guy's penis off. It's like face off. Oof. It's penis there is, off. There is there is no going back. There's no going back. I mean, yeah, apes apes fight dirty, man. They they really do. <laughs> so Christ. I mean, yeah. So look, res- respect for Furious George and his opponent, but uh, you know, <laughs> I don't that's, I don't think they were I don't think they were coerced into it. I think they were I think they were down for a fight. Um, Bart taunts the uh, the coast guard. Hey, Coast Guard, try and stop us now, you lousy Americans. We can't hear you. Come 300 feet closer. Nice try. You're not going to nail us. But we just want to party. Oh, really? Then play some rock music. Come on, boys. The Coast Guard's covering the dunes. Who's the greatest billionaire in the world? You are. Just a bit of fun, that wasn't it? It was actually. I mean, anytime you hear China Grove, it's uh, it's all right by me. Oh, China Grove. Then the um, then the pirates arrive, and this is where the episode just really, to me, just takes a bit of a nosedive. It's just sort of like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Um, the pirates they take over the boat. Everyone's in the net. I don't. We do get my favourite moment, so I will give it that. They got my bus pass. They got my bus pass. What? They're poking every nook and cranny. Well, every cranny anyway. So far, the nook is relatively... Oh, no, no, it isn't. Now, the pirates are setting sail for the, the hidden pirate island, a.k.a. Hong Kong. Homer <laughs> calls for help, but the end, he gets a sarcastic answer because they were absolute douchebags to the Coast Guard. Um, and they force Homer into the net because, basically, I did love that he punches all the birds off of his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> And also well, dug the little little parrot with the um with the little headband thing on. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, have we have we heard the, the sad trombone foghorn yet? That was, re- was that so the, the, that's the that's the coast guard saying that's the coast guard. Yeah. In, 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 in case you don't understand, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good diss from the coast is there, guard. Is, is there any other is there any other sound effect that symbolizes lose oh failure? 
<laughs> or like like no no nothing nothing comes close. The only thing that's even in the same vicinity is um. Bum, bum. I was going to say, please tell me you're going to say the family feud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But sad, so trom- sad like, trombone I, is the big winner there. I love that, I, I loved it on family feud where the, someone in the family has said something and they think it's a fucking banger answer and the host knows it's a fucking terrible answer but he talks about <laughs> like it could be on the board and the person in the family is really excited and they get the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I miss family feud. Kill me. I do love a good game show. <laughs> it's coming back, though. Aren't they? They're... Bullshit. I think Grand Denya said they're bringing back Family Feud for like some special oh. episodes or something. Thank God, because, man, I don't, to me, a good game show is meant to be fun. I don't want to fucking watch smart people try and be smarter than one another. Like, it makes me feel stupid. I, I get there is an audience for that. Like, you know, Sale of the Century sort of was... was was kind of like that, but you could still enjoy Sale of the Century because they had the, the celebrity heads and shit like that. But hmm. when it shows like the chaser and shit like that, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, just, I want to see oh, fucking God, little, yeah. I want to see the prices right and shit like that. <laughs> fucking poor people getting a chance to win money. Even Deal or No Deal was a bit bloody complicated, but the chase, oh man. I remember I actually had to interview like someone from the chase. I think it was that, I think it was the governess was the code name she went by. And I think I she was know. trying to explain the rules to me and I'm like, Luckily, it was on the phone, so she couldn't see me like nodding like an idiot. Like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I get what you mean. Because, yeah, the chase. What the what the fuck? Just ask ask questions, and I'll answer them. You know, and that that's a terrific movie. <laughs> time to play Guy Bingo because every you know, take a drink every time Guy says there's a terrific movie called such and such. But <laughs> there's um there's a really good movie called Quiz Show that came out in the nineties. And sort of based around this scandal uh, that happened on this on this TV game show called Twenty One, um, where they had this guy who was a real he was a, a huge success on it, not necessarily the most you know telegenic kind of person, but incredibly smart. And he kept winning, and then this other guy came on, and he was you know um, a bit more sort of handsome and elegant, and also very smart, and he knew a lot of the answers, but they wanted to ensure that this guy kept winning, so they sort of fed him. Um, more answers so you know so he could keep winning and in the end you know there's a, a huge scandal it's all revealed and all that kind of business and the producer of the show he sort of gets called out and he says you know we didn't have to give him the answers we could have made the questions simpler people aren't in this to see you know who's smart or who's whatever they just wanted to watch the money and that's yeah. the thing I mean they, yeah I mean it's a bit cynical but I mean they don't care who did what when or whatever they just want to see. Oh my god, he he won the um, yeah, he won the new car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See that guy that sold the, the final puzzle in Wheel of Fortune last night and won the holiday. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And if you and if you're sort of fun and charismatic doing it, and not someone who's just kind of like, uh, yes, I know the answer. To that is such and such. Although that's <laughs> although that may be kind of fun to watch as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I just I enjoy watching people. I like seeing people who you know need the money, win the money. Because to me, when it's a show like The Chase and stuff like that, they all seem like they're people who are probably smart enough to be in positions in jobs that they're probably getting decent pay. So like they, they, hmm. they, they, they win 20... It's like, hey, you guys just won $30,000. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, not too bad. Yeah, cool, thank you. Where I like, you know, the person on the radio who wins a $500 weekly prize and they fucking start crying? That kind of person. I want to see oh, that. Yeah. I want to see people who need the money win the money. That's a game show to me. That's a good point, Dana. I... 
I like where you're coming from with that. Yeah, the pass is taken over. Homer's now in the net. He's having an argument with Lenny. Homer and Lenny have a little feud going on here that's just come out of nowhere. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure exactly why they came about. I mean, but they're sort of playing fast and loose with a lot of stuff in this episode. So, yeah, maybe they just did it for... Um, yeah, I've no idea why they did that. For, no, for no reason whatsoever. So, um, we yeah. get the, the conversation <laughs> about the cantaloupe. And then they drop the neck into the shark-infested waters. Apparently, the sharks decided that they didn't want to eat the humans all of a sudden. And then apparently, they just found their way back because the people underneath them drowned. Who knows? It's like you said, it's just choose your own adventure. We cut back to Marge and Lisa. They're very proud of the way they've cleaned up the house. Got rid of that old man smell. Yes, but Burns doesn't like it because it's got the foul stench of youth. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I was saying we cleaned up my nan's place on the weekend. And it's like old people's houses, they just have old people's stench. Don't you reckon? Like just... You know when you're in an elderly person's house. <laughs> they do. Let's maybe refer to it as old person aroma rather than stench. Aroma, yeah, not stench. <laughs> I'm just going stench because that's what he's referred to as. But yeah, just, just like, you, you can tell when you're in an old person's house. It's just got that smell. To me, though, it was comforting. I'm like, that, that's Nan, you know? True. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I, it's been a long time uh, since my grandma left us, but I remember distinctly the smell of her house in Ballarat. To this day. It's, it's, it might sound creepy, but see, my nan, she always used the perfume Red Door and like Nicola took some of it. And it's funny, you smell the perfume and it's like, yeah, that's nan. And it's oh, like, yeah. So it's like, it's, it sounds stupid. It might sound ridiculous. You listeners might laugh at me, but it's like, if I just want to sort of remember what nan smelled like, like I smell that perfume and it will just remind me, it'll just feel like oh, nan's no. here. You know what no, I mean? No, no. Scent, scent's one of the biggest triggers there is, man. I mean... I've got um, in my in one of my bedroom drawers here um, an empty bottle of the aftershave that my dad used to use. I mean, I, I sometimes I sometimes think, oh, should I, you know, invest in a bottle of it's Aramis. The aftershave is Aramis. Mm-hmm. Now, should I invest in a bottle of that and sort of have that as mine? And it's like, no, I mean that that was Dad's thing. But I like to yeah. have just the empty bottle, which still has a bit of a scent of it. You sometimes just smell it. it just, yeah, it's, it's weird. So I, I, I've got it here on the couch next to me. I smelled it before and I'm like, yeah, it feels like Nan's here, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and actually there was another one that Dad used to use that I really liked and that, you know, when I started to fancy myself becoming a man, um, I'd occasionally pinch some and, you know, spray it on. It's like, dude, you're 15. <laughs> you're, you're not even shaving. <laughs> you don't need aftershave. Um, but um, it was hard to track down, but I actually did find some online and, like, bought it and I still use it occasionally. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, but yeah, scent is, uh, oh yeah, really powerful in that regard. Burns is impressed that the house hasn't been destroyed, but unfortunately, then Furious George walks in. Oh, actually, I think Homer first walks in and says that pirates stole your boat, and then Furious George walks in with one eye. <laughs> and unfortunately for Smithers, he's now going to need most of his skin. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, what was it? It was, uh, poor old Smithers had some disorder that was discovered at the Mayo Clinic as well, didn't he? Either laid eggs on his brain or something, yeah. Oh, that's right, yes. <laughs> Only the one, but you know, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons arrive back home, and basically, uh, despite the fact that the family are like, you know what, we don't need that mansion, we're happy the way we are. Homer, being jerk-ass Homer, hates his family, hates his life, and is jealous and sad that he's not rich. I'm like, eh, it's funny having him read over the credits, but it's kind of like, I feel like... Earlier season, Simpsons would have had the family embrace and enjoy the fact that they've they don't need the money. 
I'm wondering if maybe by that time it kind of like maybe this see this whole season is kind of steering into a little bit of cynicism. Maybe that was the tone of the times and oh, hundred percent. Like this this episode would have felt weird with it, uh, an emotional kind of ending like that because it was yeah. just so bizarre, you know. Mm. Yeah, it, it would not have fit the tone of the episode at all. Now, what happened over the Gracie? I'll, I'll allow you. It's your thing. <laughs> Don't shush me, you rich bastard. I, I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> I did as well. Because <laughs> I, I always assumed it's a lady shushing, by the way, as far as I yeah, can I know, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can tell um, what they've done is they've just gone, hey, Dan, watch the credits and just improv over it. Oh, yeah. Because who, who do they sort of... He's, he's ragging on everyone for being rich. I always thought it was just... I didn't think it was going to go all the way through. I thought he was just going to like, you know, take a shot at uh, at uh, James Brooks and Matt Groening and that. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, you know, the actors were like, oh, they could get paid more. Which Because um, didn't, the Simpson, didn't the Simpsons voice actors actually go through a bit of a pay dispute? Yeah, like it was only about... Oh, I think it was like after season twenty or so, maybe maybe a little bit earlier. It's about that time, yeah. Because they, they they weren't getting paid that much money. They were like on really, when when you, when you consider how much money The Simpsons makes, Fox, they were on really shitty deals. They were getting yeah. paid a lot of money, and in, in you know they were getting paid a lot of money, but not what they deserve. Basically, because, they were getting Scotty. They were getting way. Scotty Pippen money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the last dance. <laughs> um. The reason they deserve it is because without them, there is no Simpsons. Like those five or six people do nearly every character on the show. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, oh god, I think they earn every cent they make and then some. Um, yeah, when you consider people like fucking the kid from Two and a Half Men was on millions of dollars an episode or whatever, it's like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> and where's he now? Living the high life. That's where he is now. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, he's, he's probably on a beach earning twenty percent. Good on him. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, it's yeah. Not a bad episode. It's just uh, for some reason I th- thought it was funnier in my mind than what it actually was. It had a lot of uh, it had a lot of funny moments. I just don't remember it being so wacky. That's all. Anyway, what did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mister Davis? Oh, what did I learn from the episode? Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, don't get into a uh, an MRI machine if you're if you're that old because you will end up gumming up the works. Yes, that's exactly right. I, I learned never blow too hard into a breathalyzer. <laughs> so yes, that's a, yeah. We've taken away some a few valuable medical lessons from this uh, from this episode. It's the Patreon mailbag time. Alrighty, I have not read these questions. We will go from the top. Okay, famous person you'd like to house it for from Noah Daniel. I'll tell you something. Um, in, in sort of prefacing my answer to this, which is pretty much no one, because um, I started subscribing uh, to this YouTube channel to this uh, magazine called Architectural Digest, which, as you might surmise, is, you know, about architecture. And occasionally I'll do these little, like, 10-minute videos. It's like, we visited the apartment of such and such, a famous person or whatever, or we visited their lovely palatial home. Um, so I watched a few of them. I was like... Fuckers have got no taste at all. I really admire a lot of your. I admire a lot of your work, but your taste in interior design is, you know, in your ass. It's awful. <laughs> I'm not going to name <laughs> names here. Robert Downey Jr. Um, <laughs> I was like, they sh- they showed RDJ's place, like uh, I don't know his holiday home in the Hamptons or somewhere along those. What, lines. One of his fifty holiday homes. One yeah. of his many places. Yeah. Look, RDJ props. You're one of my favorite actors of all time. But honestly, this place was just. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they had like a live, love, laugh post there or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, that that's a, that's a bit mean to people who actually have love, live, love, laugh posters. But it's like, you know, it's like, oh, my friend's an artist and we put up a big, uh, you know, a big whack of their artwork. It's like, yeah, there's a reason I haven't heard of your friend, the artist. Their art sucks. So, um, <laughs> just tear it to shreds. Well, I, well, no, no, no. I, I thought that. I mean, but, you know, Danny and Mrs. Downey clearly thought, oh, yeah, let's put this in pride of place. So the upshot is, look, I probably wouldn't uh, <laughs> sit for anyone rich because they've all got terrible taste. <laughs> um, Andrew Palakity says, what's the most memorable house-sitting story you have? I remember once I remember once we house-sitted for my uncle Darren and Doug. They, um, so they, I think they went on a holiday somewhere, like Queensland or something. And my mate Matt and I, Matt Blum, we um we were still at high school at the time, but he had his driver's license because his birthday was in July, so he turned eighteen in July. So he got his driver's license. So he was the only kid in our year that had a driver's license at that point, and we're like staying in our own place. So we just, you know, we felt like adults, but like for dinner every <laughs> night, we were just having one dollar heart shaped schnitzels and microwave carbonara. Like oh. every single night for dinner because we didn't know how to cook anything else but that. But fuck, it was great. Like, it was the first time we'd experienced being out of home, and we just. We just felt like kings driving to driving to school and cooking our dinner. <laughs> oh, the yeah, I don't, I never actually drove to school, but um, yeah, I, rem- I remember my friends who did so, and yeah, you just sort of looked at them like, "Oh, you're in a different phase, aren't you? You're in, you're in a different world now. <laughs> you have freedom." <laughs> uh, now take Andrew me to Parker's- now take us to Hungry Jack's for lunch. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> what um what 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 about you? Did you house it anywhere? Not really. I mean, I sat for my uh, for my sister maybe once or twice. Yeah, but no, nothing too memorable. No, I think I, I think the best thing about it was like I was probably able to bring a girlfriend around, and you know, we had a bit of privacy. So um, yeah, that's I won't go into that story anymore. Harrison McClure says, "When was your first little insight of higher class? E.g., going to a mate's house or a mate's mate's house, and it being massive." Or something along those lines. I remember, so, uh, there was this girl, I remember I worked at Cole's Supermarket. I won't say her name, because I still know her. Mm. Um, but uh, I thought she was cute. And I was, I was in love. <laughs> and I remember uh, seeing her stack shelves, and we were doing stock take, and the store was closed. <laughs> and I got paired up with her. And it was just like, I was like, I was like 16, 17 at the time. I would have been about 19, sorry. She would have been about 17. And um, I remember we went back home and she and I had uh, she'd added me on, on um, MSN Messenger back in the day when you used to talk on MSN Messenger, oh. and she invited me up to her place and blah blah blah. So it was up on the top of the hill on Lovely Banks here in Geelong. And I thought oh, Lovely Banks might be a big house, whatever. And I get up there, and I can't. I'm looking for a house, and I, I feel like she's driven me into like you know middle of nowhere. I feel like she's led me on this wild goose chase because it's just it's just like paddocks on either side of the road. I'm like, there's no fucking houses here, and then she's like, oh, yes, there's, there's on the phone. So there's gates up ahead, and I was like. Okay, so I push the button for this gate and this fucking automatic gate opens up and there's this fucking mile-long driveway and there's this mansion at the end. I was just like, hmm. <laughs> so we go, we, 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 we go in there um, and she goes, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to watch t- some TV? Do you want to watch The Simpsons? And I was like, okay. So this girl I think is cute, lives in a mansion. No one's here except for us. And she's just asked if I want to watch The Simpsons. I'm like, it must be love. Love, love. <laughs> she, she, she goes, do you want to watch it on the TV or watch it at the cinema? And I was like, what do you mean the cinema? 
And she takes me to this room and there's these giant sliding doors and she opens them up and she has a fucking cinema, like 30-seat cinema in her house with Foxtel hooked up and we watched The Simpsons on the fucking cinema. I was just like, this... I, 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 life can't be better than this moment right now. What? <laughs> What's this girl's name? Because, you know, I might, <laughs> might give her a call. Um. Um, but, yeah, one thing led to another, blah, blah, blah. Still know her and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so that, that, that was the first time I remember being in a house that I considered an absolute mansion. They had, like, an Olympic-sized pool table, an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Oh, my not, not God. Olympic, no, not, not Olympic-sized. It was, like, the length of an Olympic-sized, but, like, two lanes or something. Oh. No, it was the two or three lanes. I can't remember. It was just fucking huge. Like, it was, like, bigger than my backyard, the swimming pool. It was absolutely enormous. And yeah, that, that was the first time I remember being in a mansion. This, this girl, who I thought was cute, invited me out. And oh, this is, this is the kicker. This is the kicker. So we're watching The Simpsons. You know, I'm Randa in the cinema, blah, blah, blah. Parents come home. I start panicking like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. She goes, that's all right. Mum likes you. I go, huh? Her mum was my boss at Coles. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. And I didn't know. <laughs> so, 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 so my boss walks in. She goes, oh, Brendan. Nice to see you finally made it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> so um, you're yeah. like, and I'd almost, I'd almost made it till you showed up. Long story short, I fucked it all up. Oh, <laughs> but I am much happier now because I met the most incredible person in the whole wide world, which is Nicola, and we have the most adorable child in Elliot. So life turned out for the better. I thought life couldn't get better, but turns out it could. You did. I'm glad that you saw. <laughs> I'm sorry, honestly. I thought that story was going the way it started. I thought that the end of that story was going to be oh, the end of it is I fucked her. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Dando, <laughs> running a family show here, mate. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't. But no. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was my I, first I, time in the mansion. What about you? When's, when's I, 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 I can't top that. I can't. But your, your dad being the man he was, I'm sure you went to many a big houses back in your day. Uh, oh, look, went to one or two, absolutely. But I mean, look, nothing sort of strikes me as as memorable as as, as that palatial residence that you uh, that you went off to. I mean, uh, <laughs> God, that's amazing. That's oh, it, mate, I, I, I was like, it almost felt like I was on a reality show. I was like, wait a minute, pretty, <laughs> pretty girl, big pool table, cinema with, and she suggested The Simpsons first up. I was like, yeah. what is going on here? Oh, <laughs> you're going to get punked. Yeah. Especially when the fuck my boss from work walks in and say, mum. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you were like on Undercover Boss or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we'll do one more final question and we'll wrap this bad boy up because we mm-hmm. have things to do. Indeed. Um, what do we got here? Let's have a look. A bit of a silly one. Andrew Parker says, who would win two pirate-sized monkeys or eight monkey-sized pirates? Hmm. I feel like two giant monkeys could fuck anyone up. Like, there would be a lot of dicks getting ripped off, like you said. Yeah, pretty much. I think, yeah, I think, we've, I, I think I've state, staked my claim or stated my allegiance to Team Monkey, Team Primate. A, an angry monkey, you don't want to cross it, basically. Oh, God, no. I mean, even the ones that seem like the absolute cutest, like chimps. Chimps look adorable. But, mm. um, yeah, when they start bearing the teeth and... Ah, 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 it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm startled now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then you'd see the really sort of aggressive ones like, you know, baboons or mandrills or, you know, imagine, you know, coming face to face with an angry silverback gorilla. I mean, you just, oh. you just, you'd shit your pants and then you'd die. That's all you do. <laughs> Alrighty, so thank you for listening to our review of The Mansion Family. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, next week, we're going to be reviewing an episode called Saddle Saw Galactica, which is where Bart and Homer rescue a horse and it becomes a. and they, they, they race it. So it becomes a racehorse. I think his name was Duncan, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong. Um, but it has a very wacky scene where the. where jockeys are apparently a different race of human beings, if I remember correctly. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some wackiness in the next one, but for some reason I remember when I was a kid, I did really, really like Saddle Sword Galactica, so my fingers crossed it's going to be a bit more uh, bit more consistent with uh, making sense than this episode. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed, but um, for now, I am Dando. Any final words for the listeners, Mr. Davis? Oh, just goodbye from my cranny and goodbye from my nook. Shh.